the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the new. This on demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. New generation of talk radio in the Bay Area. This is KNEW AM and HD, Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. Now, your money, your life. It's Rob Black. I've been here nine months. Woo! 195 shows in. Only I would celebrate 195 shows of perfection and bliss and wonderment. It is. It is, I've inseminated myself, and I'm actually giving birth to myself after nine months. It's that kind of wonderful. I can start off by saying those kind of things. Why? Because it's a holiday week and not one living soul is in the radio station. I don't have enough content for a best of. I was thinking about putting together a best of for the holiday season, but couldn't really, couldn't really pull it off. I was going to go, hey, how about that Janine Garofalo interview? That was a good hour. Mm, no. How about the Charlie Murphy interview? That was a good 30 minutes. No, 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 no. I don't have enough content for a best of. That's why I'm working today. I'll probably work tomorrow. I'll be outside my house with a big bullhorn doing stock updates, market updates, top 10 lists on things you should buy, top 10 things you should avoid. You know, typical, typical, typical stuff, right? So not enough content. I gave Heidi her holiday gift today. It's a nice French white wine. It's a good drinking and driving white wine. It's a good drinking and driving white wine. I know if you want to steal that joke. Because a lot of people give wine as, as holiday gifts. Um, you can steal that joke. I wrote it. It's yours. Free of charge. FOC. FOC. What do I have planned for you today? Well, i got a big show. I've got a lot of stock tips. i got some investing ideas. After the show today, I'm going to put together a best of, well, not a best of, but a, a fresh show for tomorrow and a, be- a fresh show for Friday. And then I'll be back at work slaving hard on the 28th, 29th, 30th, and 31st. So i got four shows next week. I'll take the first off, as I should do, as I will do. Uh, but I'll put together another show next week for that day. In large part, it's going to be a one-timer. You miss it, it's gone. Typically, on those one-timers, like, for instance, over Thanksgiving, I went over 20 stocks you should buy. And if you missed it, it's gone because t- no one's here. So they don't actually post those on the podcast. And anyway, um, the holiday shows are, are worth uh, taking a look at. Let's see. Let's see. So The uh, 31st, you are off as well. Oh, I am off on the 31st. Just Why am I off on the 31st? It's only a morning shift. Okay, I guess I'm off on the 31st. I'll take it. Oompa, loompa, oompa da do. 800-345-5639. So I'm working three-day weeks because I'm that guy. 800-345-5639 calls on the air. Um, TMZ, let's start with this. I'm not going to do a year in review, douchey, douchey, douche show. Just not going to do it. I could, but I don't want to. I'd rather say, you know, um, TMZ, a celebrity website, they made so much freaking money off breaking the stories on Tiger Woods, and so many eyeballs went to them. They've started a TMZ sports site, TMZSports.com. That is going to ruin 
athletes around the world. Who is, um, let me look up his name real quick, because I'll, I'll throw this guy under the bus. Um, he was the shortstop for the Giants not too long ago. He was Latin. Um, good golly, it's, I'm dropping his name. Not Pedro. Pedro who? Oh. Anyway, I'll look it up in a second. But um, the sports site that TMZ is going to be looking up, it's going to be doing. And if someone wants to call me, he was the shortstop for the Giants for about three years, four years. He used to play with Seattle. He played last year with Texas. He's basically mostly retired. But uh, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Anyway, a friend of mine in the world where I actually have friends. I tell you that I don't have friends, but I do have some friends. And she's actually not a friend. She's actually just someone, you know, I've had beers with a couple times. Um, she slept with him. So on his birth, on her birthday, he flew her out to Colorado. They went to a sports club and uh, she banged him. And oh, his wife doesn't know. Um, but in the world of TMZsports.com, you better believe everyone's going to know. Um, it's going to get worse because TMZ doesn't report news. They try to break news. And that's one of those stories that you have to look at in this day and age and um, go, my, how things have changed. My, how things have changed, right? So uh, TMZ, they'll run a camera around each and everywhere. And, you know, sports athletes. Tiger Woods, he got caught this year because of his uh, cell phone. But do you know how many women are going to break stories on themselves when they sleep with athletes? It's kind of crazy, right? I know you're saying, ho, 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 Rob, ho, 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 you're... You're, you're really cheering us up here. You're really cheering us up. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Do we have the name? What's the name? Oh, let's take the call. Um, I don't have the name on the call. Steve, you're on the air. Yes, it's Omar Vizquel. Omar Vizquel, you're a winner. Yeah, so my friend had sex with Omar Vizquel on uh, Colorado Rockies uh, road trip uh, with the Giants a couple years ago. Uh, went to a comedy club. She got trashed out of her mind because she didn't want to go to the game. She was too nervous, so she drank all day. Then she went to a comedy club to celebrate her birthday. No, it was his birthday. And um, she ended up vomiting all over him in the hotel room. Pretty good pretty good Christmas story, huh? TMI. TM, you think? TMZ. So, anyway, thanks for the call. Bye. Omar Vizquel threw him under the bus. See, I, TMZ will call me and say, Rob, tell me that story again. And I'll get on on, the, on TMZ. I'll go, oh, my God. And he, she threw up all over him. And she was half naked running down the hotel room. Like, you know, in baseball, they don't let the players' wives stay on the same floor as the players. Because so many of the players are, you know, canoodling behind the backs. So TMZsports.com, coming very, very soon. And it's going to break a lot of stories. And people like Derek Jeter, keep it in your pants. If you want this endorsement, keep it in your pants. Anyway, Oscar. Oscar cost-cutting. I know you're saying... Oscar, the Hollywood big guy who's made out of um, gold. Yeah. So there's just, um, they're cutting down. The parties are, you know, cutting down. So it's a sign of the times, right? So we've had a tough year and it's it's hitting them as well. Now, interesting to note, even though we've had a tough time this year, the economy's had a tough time this year. Nine out of 10 cable networks saw their ratings go up in 2009. Nine out of 10 cable networks. No, no, no. Nine out of the top 10. That's pretty interesting, right? We're turning towards television. Fox picked up some uh, eyeballs. CW picked up some eyeballs. Top networks expanded their original drama series, the best of which rivaled ratings of the bigger broadcast. A lot of Emmys for the cable stations. 
high profile reality shows fueled, you know, tabloid rage on TMZ. For instance, uh, John and Kate plus eight TLC, the learning channel They're you know, they pulled in 11.2 million viewers. That's a big number. Um, keeping up with the Kardashians drew a record 4.2 for E. So some of these um, stations drew record numbers for the first time ever. Solid ratings this year on ESPN's Monday Night Football. Now, again, when I grew up, we actually watched Monday Night Football on on free TV. Now you have to have pay TV in order to watch it, um, or unless you're in that market. Biggest gainers this year, USA Networks up 15% in primetime. Food Network up 26%. I love the Food Network when I'm uh, at the gym and on the treadmill, in large part because I can learn some tricks. I can learn some tricks. And guys, if you learn tricks, either in the bedroom or in the kitchen, you are all that in a bucket of chicken in your woman's eyes. They'll let you play video games. They'll let you go to Vegas with your buddies, but learn some tricks. So I highly recommend a little bit of hardcore porn on occasion and a little bit of the Food Network so you can continue to learn some tricks. Fox News was up 7% year over year. CNN down. MSNBC down. MSNBC got got uh, battered and fried down thirteen percent in eyeballs year over year. I just think we're we're moving away from a nation of hardcore left and hardcore right. It's just too much in our face. It's too much in our face, and we're turning away from it. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. HBO's True Blood had a huge second season, the biggest second season since The Sopranos or Sex in the City. Dexter did well for Showtime this year. Project Runway, they jumped from Bravo to Lifetime. Bravo ratings went up 6% this year. Lifetime went down 20%. And that was supposed to be a big show, Project Runway, with Tim Gunn. He goes, designers, designers, work it out, work it out. I don't see it. I don't see it. Get to work. Um, So that was a flop. Lifetime stole that show from Bravo. Or mm, the producers actually kind of screwed Bravo and held it over their head in a hostage situation and ultimately took it to Lifetime. Um, and it didn't work. Okay, good article today, and this could be our talking point of the day. If we have one talking point today, here it is. The Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center, one of the nation's most highly regarded academic hospitals, earned a reputation where you go if you want to live, where doctors will go through any length and expense to try to save a patient's life. If you go into that hospital, they're not going to let you die. Yet that ethos has made the medical center a prime target for critics of the Obama administration and elsewhere who talk about how much money the nation wastes on needless tests for futile procedures. They like to note that UCLA is perennially near the top, and yet UCLA won't let people die. Ranking medical centers that spend the most on end-of-life care but seem to have no better results than hospitals spending much less. So, interesting to note, if you take a look at this, the older we get, you know, do you really want a fifth and sixth and seventh heart transplant for an 80-year-old person? According to studies, Medicare pays about $50,000 a year during a patient's last six months of life, where there's some clinics in the United States that only pay $25,000 during the last six months of life. Again, UCLA will let anyone, they'll do nine heart surgeries, 10 heart surgeries, 11 heart surgeries, 12 heart surgeries. They'll do it. They'll do it. Whereas the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, in their last six months, only $25,000 is spent. At some point in time, do we call BS and say it's too expensive and it's inappropriate? Or is a life really that precious and wonderful? It's a good question. It's a good question because that's a big number. The difference between keeping someone alive, $50,000 in the last six months versus 25000 at other places. Is there a price that we pay for life? Now, that's not very Sarah Palin of me. I'm not talking about death panels and things like that, but... 
It's a good question because uh, when I read the article, I was like, huh, I don't really want to be kept alive. I don't want a fourth and fifth and sixth procedure to keep me alive. When it's time for me to go, if they say, yeah, he's got a year at best, let me go. Let me go. Don't resuscitate me. Let's go to Eric in San Jose. Eric. Hey, Rob. Hey, Eric. Hey, hey I got a quick question for you. I, it's been a tough year financially on this. I spent part of the year unemployed, but I, I still managed to sock away. I also had the birth of a, a child this year. I managed to sock away about $5,000. You know, we're cutting corners around the holidays. And I want to invest this um, I, for a college fund, but I still want to have access in case there is an emergency that comes up. Well, then you start an emergency fund first and then a college fund second. Well, okay. Right. So just something conservative? Yeah, you know, it's, it's the old phrase, don't steal from Peter to pay Paul. It's the old Bible phrase. And keep in mind, a lot of people look at the Bible and they go, um, would the Bible have done that? And, you know, no. In the Bible, people burn their children alive at times. So let's stop quoting the Bible as a good source of, of, of parenting financial issues. Advice. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Well, financial advice, I think it actually makes sense. What you're doing, Eric, is you have to separate some buckets. First bucket, you have to have an emergency fund. First thing you do as soon as you start making money, in case you lose your job, it's two to six months. Um, you said it. It's been a tough year. Next thing you do is you set up your 401k, your IRA, your retirement plan, your nest egg, your 403b, whatever it is. And you fund that, 15% of all your salary, going forward until the day you quit. Um, the 401k. Okay. And the third uh, thing you do is you could do 529 plans for your kid's college, but you have to have number one and number two set in place. Okay. And, and your retirement you know, plan isn't a 52 inch Sony. I saw a 52 inch Sony last night. That was 1600 bucks. It's the coolest TV I've ever seen. I want, I want, I want, I want, but the only way I get it is out of my savings. It's not out of my 401k. It's not out of my 529. It's not out of my emergency fund. Yeah. So you have to almost put, and I know this is going to offend people. You have to put a Chinese wall up between your, your various buckets um, of, of money. So, and thanks for the call, Eric. I had a good question the other day. If I were a cannibal and I eat Chinese people, would it taste like Chinese food? And if I, I'll drop it right there because I'm not going to go into what would black people taste like and what would white people taste like. Not going to go there. How about a Mexican? (laughs) I'm not going to go there. Internal editor on chips and salsa. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. Five six three nine. You get your calls in there. It's the Rob Black Show. Nine ten a.m. Nine ten a.m. You can find me online at talk nine ten dot com. I'm gonna go blog right now. Talk nine ten dot com. Eight hundred three four five five six or nine. We'll be right back. Get in the Rob Black chat room live now. Go to talk nine ten dot com. Go to the Rob Black page and click play. Masturbating. Do 
I know I just had three people turn off the radio, which is fine by me. Go to Ron Owens. I don't want you. Have your scintillating talk about whether people should have phone calls on the BART or not. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you for those of you who think that's that's talk radio. That's inanity. That's banal. It's beneath me. That's a big black hole, which scares me more than inflation. I'll never be that person. Or I'll never be that person, at least until I'm paid six figures. So I made my money on Wall Street. I made my money starting a firm coming off Wall Street. Sold my company. Um, do a lot of consulting now. Uh, I made my money. I don't. The nice thing about radio is they can't pay me enough. Nice thing about TV is they can't pay me enough. So I get editorial control. I get to say whatever I want. And my boss, he'll go, I don't know if I would have made that comment about Frankie goes to Hollywood. Relax. Go to it when you want to go to it, when you want to come. So I write jokes for this show that try to intentionally offend people. I try to be politically incorrect. For instance, no, I'm not even going to say I can't even do it. I have, I have a joke about women being the fairer sex because their orgasms are much sweeter and nicer and kinder than men. Or men scream and grunt like they've dropped a 20-pound barbell on their foot. Okay, well, I told the joke. It's out there now. They are the fairer sex. So, I totally know that. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I have a lot of concern on companies that advertise freedom from mortgages, freedom from debt, freedom from... I got a lot of concern on that. I got to be quite honest with you. I have I I won't work with any company that ever says, "Yeah, try to sign up a friend or two." Cuz that smells like multi-level marketing to me and all I know is that's I've never seen anyone that it works out for except for the the, the people who start the the pyramid, so to speak. Tech stocks were big winners in 2009. I know you're saying he just talked about masturbation, now he's talking about tech stocks. Yes. Yes, and that's why you're listening. So tech stocks big winners. Google up 95%. Microsoft up 58%. IBM up 54%. Did you get that at your bank? Uh-uh. Did you get that in your real estate? Uh-uh. S&P tech sector advanced far outpaces the index second best sector, which is basic materials, which are up 44%. So tech up 58% in 2009. Basic materials up 44%. It was a good year. And yet this was a year we were in recession. So again, the lesson is recessions are a good time to invest. When I get taken off radio, and I will get taken off radio... And we go into our next recession, which is going to happen sometime in the next four to six years. What are you going to say when we're in the recession? Uh, Recessions are good times to invest. Exactly. I'm teaching you. I'm teaching you. Why? Because I love you. You know who who was a big winner this year? It's going to freak you out. Home builders up 40% this year. Retailers up 40% this year as a group. Again, in recessions and or in housing market crash bubble, bloop. It goes, and I have to do my own sound effects because we're too poor. We're too poor and we're too ghetto. We're not Armstrong and Getty where they throw thousands and thousands of dollars into production for them. Oh, I think I'm having a heart attack. Um, I'm, I promise I will have my heart attack on air. It's in my contract. It's in my contract. So this is a year where home builders were up 40%. They shouldn't have been, right? Conventional wisdom says they're struggling. No one's buying a new home. Well, they started to in the latter part of the year. Ooh, see, that's the kicker. They had a big move in January, February, March, April because they knew in October, November, December, it was going to all work out okay. So anyway, I don't know. I, I hope I'm making some sense to you that 
conventional wisdom doesn't work on Wall Street. We had a caller on a regular basis, or there was a, a, a blogger. You can go to talk910.com and blog, and Barney, he's like, Rob, I don't, he said numerous times, I don't get it. How come retail stocks are doing so well in a recession? I don't get it. How come the stock market, when's it going to correct? It's going to correct when you buy. It's going to correct when you give up and you join. That's what happens. So when when everyone's bullish, it's the time to be bearish. When everyone's bearish, it's time to be bullish. These are very easy lessons to figure out. Now, you want a, a fundamental lesson? I'll give you a fundamental lesson. And not a lesson in fundamentalism. I don't want you to light yourself on fire. I do not want you to jihad my, my butt. But LED demand. Two stories were out there today, and I get up crazy early to work on this for you. One of them was tied towards uh, an analyst note talking about LEDs. Another was tied towards a tech website that I like to peruse to see the trends in technology. Okay, let's talk about the analyst first. So the analyst said he looks at Cree. Cree is a large maker of LED products. And they got what's called an X-Lamp product for outdoor and indoor LED lighting applications and continued based on industry checks. It looks strong. Now, the improved LED lighting quality, which we've all heard about in radio commercials, accelerated payback period versus conventional lighting for five to six years. Like, you can get LED Christmas lights that'll last you basically two lifetimes. So you'll be able to pass them on to your kids without having to figure out, well, hey, this strand of lights is, is, is burned out. What the hell do I do now? So LED lights are, are, are good investments over time. They're horrible investments in the short term. But again, investments aren't meant to be short term. Ooh, there's an investment lesson. Squeezed out another one. Eh, eh. Gave that to you. LED adoption is going to be on the upside. I think LED adoption is a bigger story than wind power, than solar power, than hybrid electric cars. And I get emails from you fools that say, how do I invest in solar power? How do I invest in wind power? Invest in LEDs if you really want to. That's, that's energy efficiency. Huge. And that story was out there three, four, five years ago about LED light bulbs. And now we've had time to get a little bit more penetration. <laughs> I said penetration. Ah, uh, yes, it's good to me be me. So anyway, um, 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 so Cree is a player in LED, right? Now, I told you that was the analyst call. I'm not telling you to go out and buy them. But DigiTimes did a thing on LED chips, which remained short. We're short on LED chips, supply and demand shortage in supply. For the next two years... They look for a shortage, in large part because LCD panel backlightings and even faster increases in lighting applications. According to Neo Neon Holdings, there's a company called Neo Neon Holdings who is doing an interview. Now, a major lighting product maker is Neo Neon. They've signed a one-year supply deal with LED chip makers in order to secure LED chip supply through 2010. He noted that their suppliers are not first-tier makers such as Epistar and Formasta. Um, these chip makers have no extra capacity for long-term bookings. The big players have no extra capacity. They can't squeeze it out. They can't build factories fast enough. At one point in time, they will, and it will become a huge problem. Now, Cree's research is, ticker symbol is C-R-E-E, C-R-E-E. And again, I'm not telling you to go out there and do it, but I just gave you two fundamental reasons why the story is a growth story. But It's a hell of a lot better story than solar. Solar's nice, but the investment will be two, three years down the road, unless you're going after someone like a GE who can install it today. So Cree has its names in lights. Literally, it's blue, green, near-ultraviolet light-emitting diodes. That's what LED stands for, light-emitting diodes. They're made from silicon carbide and gallium nitride. Gallium is a lot like silicon, but it allows for faster speeds on it. So silicon, is it allows for uh, CPUs to talk to each other. So 
you know, fast speed, but gallium is a faster speed, so it's a faster highway. We use these in lights and market tickers and video screens and giant screens in like Times Squares and in the, the football uh, stadium, the Texas Stadium, uh, the billion dollar stadium. So, again, is this stock cheap? No, it's quite expensive, but it's a trend. So, you buy these kind of companies when the market corrects, you buy them when you can, not when you have to. In the last three months, it's gone from 15 to 60. I wish I would have told you about three months ago, because then I'd be like, woo, who told you? But I didn't, so I'm not going to lie about it. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. Talk910.com. Talk910.com. 800 345 More stimulating talk. I'm John Cobell. I'm Ken Champeau. We're the John and Ken Show. Join us weekdays from 3 to 7. Now, Rob Black on 910 AM, more stimulating talk. This show is more novel than War and Peace. In large part, I don't think management knows I'm on the air. I seem to sneak in and do what I want to do. 800-345-5639. It's the holiday season, and quite honestly, I've run out of content. I only prepped for two segments today, so now I'm finding myself with the last hour and a half of time to kill. So I'm going to jump on my fantasy hockey team, and if anyone wants to help me out and pick some uh, lineups, uh, I got a goon on my team, Daniel Carcilla, out of the, the, the Flyers, and the new coach, Peter Laviolette, doesn't really want him to be fighting, so I don't know if I should drop him or not. He's only 11% owned in the league, but I thought it was a good move because I could use some, um, I could use some, um, how shall we say it, some fighting, some penalty minutes on my fantasy hockey team. Not doing so well in fantasy hockey this year. Out of 12 teams, I'm ninth. No, no, out of nine teams, I'm six. So, but I have the second half of the season to go. So I got that to look forward to, and I don't know if that's really all that much, if you know what I'm saying. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Anything. I'm always intrigued why there's no phone calls. I don't get it. I don't get it. Let's talk a little bit about Ford. Earlier this week, I told you that Ford had given up on selling the Volvo. No, I did a GM story. Uh, but so this is a different story. So GM has reached a deal to sell Volvo to Chinese automaker. So Ford and Zhejiang Zhili Holding said that they had settled all substantive commercial terms on sale of a Volvo, clearing the way for the Chinese automaker to purchase Ford's Swedish unit. The U.S. automaker said that while following documentation, financing, and government approvals remain to be completed, the companies did not disclose the price. Now, again, what's happening in the world of automakers is they're trying to cut down on brands because they, they no longer want to sell a unique brand. They want to sell a volume, volume, volume brand. They want to sell stuff that will sell a lot in large part because that's where they can get their efficiencies and that's where they can get their parts efficiencies, their labor efficiencies, their factory efficiencies. And if you have to sell something like a Volvo that only gets 100,000 sales per year, it's just not worth it. So they're, they're selling them off to the Chinese or to the Indian companies in large part because they're trying to break in and they kind of need something to build off of. 800-345-5639 to get your calls there. It's 800-345-5639. Let's go to Nick in Mountain View. Hey, thanks for the Caddyshack reference. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. What was the Caddyshack reference? Oh, well, I've got that 
to look forward to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Eternal, eternal life. So the llama, yeah. the llama said. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for making me giggle. Hey Nick, quick question for you. Yeah. We're trying to come up with the funniest movies of all time. Yeah. And I think Caddyshack was one of them. Caddyshack's up there. Um, but has it aged well enough that we can call it one of the funniest movies of all time? You know, it's aged really well. You know what? I watched Spaceballs the other day, and uh, that's actually a pretty funny movie, oddly enough. Um, what's the Vegas one? Um, Vegas Vacation. No, 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 no. The one in Vegas from last year, where they all black out and they don't remember anything. Oh, Hangover. Hangover. That is a phenomenal movie. They say, my friend... Chad Burton. He says Hangover is the funniest movie of all time, better than Something About Mary, better than Caddyshack. Would you agree with that? I would say yeah, because my family calls me Fat Jesus. So um, just because of the, the pretty much anybody can watch that movie up until the end. It, that's where the uh, R rating came in. Was that end? Okay. So, um, but that movie makes me laugh. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get it on DVD or I'm gonna rent it or do something like that because everyone tells me that movie makes them laugh. You haven't seen that yet? I have not seen it yet. I hear Mike Tyson's Tiger's in it, and that's funny. Yeah, Mike Tyson's in it. That's pretty funny. uh, Yeah, very good. Thanks for calling, Nick. Right on. You saved me. You are my personal fat Jesus. Let's go to Kevin in Rohnert Park. Kevin? Hey, how's it going, Rob? Good, good. Thanks for calling. Um, Yeah, I want to get serious about my uh, nest egg. Sure. My 401k, and I I got the information from my uh, company, and um, they look like they have a sample portfolio that looks like it's what I'm looking for. I just wanted a second opinion. Yeah, how old are you? I'm 30. Okay, so you're young. Keep that in mind. Um, A 401k is not going to ever be vacation money. It's not going to be marriage money. It's not going to be anything else. It has to be your nest egg. Okay, Kevin? Okay. So the sample portfolio, tell me a little bit about what it looks like. Um, It has like 60% large cap. Okay. Nine mid, 13 small. It's 17 international and only three emerging. So I didn't know if I should adjust that to have more emerging Primarily like so sixty large, sixty large, nineteen mid, seven small, seventeen international, and three emerging. Right? Yes. Um, you know what I would change? I would add more to the international, and I would directly take that away from the large. Okay. I think you can go fifty large, twenty seven international, because large cap companies. Let's face it, Kevin, they're like HP, and they do fifty percent of their business overseas already. Um, this year I'd probably go, I'd probably stick with the 60% large because I think it's going to be a better U S market if a strong dollar plays out in 2010. But next year I would definitely make a little larger bet on international. Um, but those aren't awful numbers. I just think you're underweighting international for a standard portfolio for a man your age. Okay. And then I also want to do max on my IRA too. So, um, for that, should I just go all like Asia, maybe like a Matthews fund? Asia, excluding Japan? Um, I would keep everything in balance. You know, um, if, for instance, uh, you don't have a lot of income inside of your portfolio that you're currently using, um, the 401k, maybe a good income fund that it's going to be a little bit on the boring side, Kevin, but boring's not so bad. And and the best way I can explain that is I like to wear, you know, flip-flops around the house, but I have to wear dress shoes when I go to work. And then I like to use sneakers when I go running. So there's a function for everything. And like a good income fund might be your slippers that you feel comfortable in that you know aren't going to ever get you into a lot of trouble. It's not going to be a huge home run for you. Okay. But um, I I would probably go more international in anything that's qualified retirement planning, um, uh, qualified retirement uh, account uh, in large part because of taxes. But I, I don't want you to ignore income is what I'm trying to say. I don't think you're, you're barking off wrong key and you're young and uh, 
Max out that 401k. Max okay. out that 401k. And then do we, I should balance between value and growth? Is that correct? Or? Um, yeah, again, I think asset allocation is really important, equity diversification. There's a really good book out there, Kevin, called the new, the new Rules About Money by Rick Edelman. But there's also a good website out there called financialengines.com, financialengines.com and morningstar.com. And at morningstar.com, you can sign up for free for two weeks, and you could punch in all of your mutual funds and all your ideas and your age and your income and your assets and your liabilities. And it'll basically say, whoa, Kevin, you're way under saving. Or it'll say, whoa, Kevin, you're way too much international. Okay. Now, keep in mind, the average person out there is going to say 20% international. I'm going to say more like 30% because... Uh, the world's population is growing the middle class outside of the United States, and I think the middle class is struggling here in the United States. So middle classes create great economies. Great economies create great stock markets. Okay. So thanks for the call, Kevin. All right. Thank you. So appreciate that. Hmm. Hmm. Haven't heard this song in a little while. It's been out of rotation. It was in heavy rotation back in March, April, May. A lot of people think this this band is kind of a gag band. Like they're they're too hippy hoppy poppy freshy, but I like poppy freshy. So it's in the city, it's Rob Black Show eight hundred three four five five six three nine. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Take your calls in there. Get in the Rob Black chat room live now. Go to talk nine ten dot com. Go to the Rob Black page and click play. Black Show. I'm Rob Black. I got an email from a guy named Adrian who said, hey, I've owned a Ginny May fund for about a month and it's down almost 1%. What's up? In the last month, people have started to speculate that the dollar is going to get stronger. And as the dollar gets stronger, our yields on bonds should go higher if the dollar is getting stronger tied towards inflation. So a lot of people are seeing the pickup in our economy as a short-term negative for Ginny May funds. You own a Ginny May fund for the dividend, which will beat the CD or money market fund that you're in. You do not own Ginny Mays to be completely risk-free. We are in a scenario of potentially higher interest rates, potentially. Ding. Ding. A door ding. Not a not a, a fender bender. A door ding, so to speak, um, on Ginny May funds. Let's go to Nick in San Francisco. Nick. Rob. Hey, Nick. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I just wanted to call and let you know that uh, um, I think I've identified the problem for why you're not getting the calls. Why is that? Because Generally, people are really, really busy, and I hate being on hold. And the people that listen to your show are very busy people, generally. Yes and no. If you call, I typically can get your call within two, three minutes, most. Unless and you I call. I appreciate that. So it, it's not like I don't, I don't think so, Nick. I think people they want to hear me. I'm, I'm a train wreck of a radio show. I'm not well trained. I'm not polished. I don't hit my brakes well. I yell at people, and then the next caller, I'm loving and coddling and need affection from them. And then I go into, you know, kind of PG-13 material, and then I go into I hate real estate and people love real estate. Then I go into I love real estate and people are like, hey, he's flippy floppy. Um, but I explain that I like real estate over the longer term as a diversification tool. So I, I, I think people are waiting to see the, the big picture, so to speak, sometimes, Nick. Ah, well, maybe so, maybe so. So Nick, I I I I I can I'm a little bit of a Sherlock Holmes at time. I kind of get the <laughs> feeling you might be from a different country. 
I am, but I'm a bit of a mongrel, so I've lived here on and off my entire life. Now, when you say you're a bit of a mongrel, does that allow you to get away with stuff that normal people couldn't get away with? Like, can you can you poop in the living room and say, ah, I'm a bit of a mongrel? <laughs> it, it does allow you to do certain things, yes. So, back in my country, that's, you know, like, we spit when we like people, so, um, anyway, um, where are you from? What's your mongroid nature? Uh, Australia. Australia. How do, you, do you like Australia? Um, yeah, I like it. Um, I do like here even more, though, at the moment. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's this, 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 I guess America is a very business-friendly country, whereas um, for small business startups in Australia, it is uh, a little less friendly, a lot more red tape. Nick, are you the guy that owns the Rental Winnebago Company? Uh, Lost Campers, yes. You are Lost Campers, dude. It's a good pull by me, right? Yeah, absolutely. So good I, good memory. I had a good friend that uh, actually rented one of your campers, and uh, so it's at www.lostcampers.com. LostCampersUSA.com. LostCampersUSA.com. And I love the concept because I'm one of those white guys who doesn't really want to sleep on the dirt. I don't, I'm one of those white guys who's afraid a bear is going to eat me. Um, so I'm not really a hardcore camper. I'm kind of a softcore camper. Yes, and we get a lot of that. So, okay, let's talk about Australia a little bit more. I hear in Australia it's tough to get a gun. It's really tough. Really tough. Now here's well, it's, the, a, it's, a, it's a country of 20 million people. 20 million people, and it's the size of the United States. A lot of people don't understand that. So there's, a lot of dist- yes. there's a lot of distance between big cities. Correct. I once um, rented a car in Australia, and I drove up the Gold Coast from Sydney to um, the Great Barrier Reef, and I didn't realize that was a 20-hour drive. <laughs> but it is a bit of a hike. It's huge. It's a monster. It's, and you don't even think of it because it's, it's a teeny, teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny thing on the map, but it, it's just as big as the United States. Yes. Now, how about koala bears? Koala bears can get syphilis, the human form of syphilis. They're cuddly. Are they really that cuddly, Nick? No, they're not. They're, they're, they've, they've got hair like horse hair. They smell. They're continuously drunk. Um, and they're just an angry little animal. Why are they drunk? Because the the food? Yeah, because of the food. They sit in the, uh, the eucalyptus leaves make them continuously uh, they're, they're continuously drunk, and they're very surly. They're a surly animal. Okay. And kangaroos, they're, they're kind of like deer. You don't really ever see them in, in Australia unless you go to a zoo. That's not true. Really? Because I've, uh, nev- I've never seen one in Australia. Um, it, it, basically, it, it, the further north you go, and the further, at nighttime, you can really see them. For some reason, they like to get in front of headlights. Right. Like I said, like a deer, uh, a deer in the United States. Yeah, and sometimes they can get pretty big, too. I mean, you can you get little small ones that are like... A foot tall, and then they can get ones that can go all the way up to six, seven feet. The big reds in Australia is. Um, do you have Santa Claus, or do you have like a kangaroo claws? <laughs> we have Santa. We yes. do have Santa. Yes, Santa. Anything else I need to know about Australia? Uh, yeah, that we uh, we have cold cuts and seafood for our, our Christmas lunch, as opposed to uh, big roast turkeys. Cold cuts, huh? Yeah, it's kind of odd. Well, you know, it's it's really hot. You know, it's uh, where I'm from. It's it's 115 degrees right now. Okay. So, wh- where are you from? Uh, from Brisbane, Brisbane. Uh, which is uh, 700 miles north of Sydney. Okay. Friend of mine. Friend of mine lives in Brisbane. So, which is interesting. It's a, it's, a, it's the most exciting place to leave. Yeah, I, I think it is actually. It's kind of a kind of hip town, so to speak. Yeah. So, okay. Thanks very much, Nick.
Lost, no worries, mate. You take care. Have a good Christmas. LostCampersUSA.com. I highly encourage people to support local businesses like LostCampersUSA.com. Let's go to Martin San Mateo. Martin? Yeah, hi. I was wondering, uh, I'm interested in maybe picking up some uh, Google shares now, probably like 20 of them or so. Um, and they're right around 600. And just recently, I believe it was yesterday, an independent analyst on uh, CNBC said it could go to 750 um, in the near range uh, in the next year or so. And it also looks like they have a lot of good product lines coming out, uh, including their uh, uncharted phone and uh, uh, possibly getting into some other uh, music areas and so forth. And just want to know if, as new money going into it right now at this price, uh, independent investor, uh, well-rounded and everything else, would you do it? <laughs> good question. Um, and I think you're asking all the right questions. Uh, what else do you own? I own um, a bunch of different mutual funds, uh, which are all well, pretty well balanced out. Um, I have plenty of, um, uh, you know, sideline cash uh, for emergency fund. Uh, my 401k is maxed out. Um, and I just have uh, a bunch of money that I have on the sidelines that I'm investing in, in different areas at this point. And uh, I just happen to have a soft spot for uh, Google and want to know if it's a good point now, not only short term but long term. I know long term it should be. Um, I think I think short term it can go to six seventy. I think short term tech stocks in the next three to six months should do well. Um, and this is a, a they dominate search uh, in every way, shape, and form. I'm a little bit nervous about their phone in large part because they're a software internet company where the barriers to entry are nothing and the costs are minimal. Whereas when you make hardware, you actually have to make hardware, and the margins go down a lot, and that may freak out some people. Their success may actually hurt them. I think it's a six seventy five, seven hundred dollars stock. I have no doubt about that. Um, improving macro picture that should help them um, a lot. Like Apple, they're you know they're vying for a lot of startups right now. So there's a little bit of a nervousness that you know will they acquire La La Media? Will they acquire this? Will they acquire like how much like they? Anytime there's a big merger, anytime there's um a big acquisition boom, it can it can hurt a stock because you start sometimes chasing money, so to speak. And you remember that. You remember that from watching the dot-com days. As far as Google goes, I think the most intriguing thing about them is they're out of Mountain View. Um, their, their company motto is do no evil, which clearly is a shot at, at Microsoft because a lot of people call Microsoft the evil empire. I'm going to be intrigued with their operating system. I'm, I'm, I, Chrome operating system on netbooks and notebooks I think makes a lot of sense. I've grown up in a time in my life where I, I totally have been a Microsoft, I'm not going to say jockey, but Microsoft jockey on some levels. The Android operating system is used on Droid phones, but I'm intrigued by Chrome. Uh, both of them are open source, allowing independent developers to alter the unique applications. And again, that's where it kicks in, the application store. Now, that's where they'll dominate. Designed primarily for applications written in Java, integrated web browsers, uh, they've got a base on Linux core, which is a free operating system. I like that it's an open environment versus a closed environment. Um, to a lot of PC users, the software would appear to be all Microsoft, largely because of the way Microsoft's been able to exploit its monopoly in the operating systems. But I think slowly but surely, um, as Android gets some traction inside of the AT&T and Verizons of the world, as Google gets phones sold in the AT&T and Verizons of the world, a lot like what happened with Apple, with the iPod, people started saying, you know, I like iPod. These, this is a cool little gadget. I'm going to buy me a computer. So I think Google has the right idea. I think $700 is, is as high as it can go for a while.
So I don't think it's like, woo, glory days. I don't think it's going to be the hottest stock you own, but I don't think it's going to do you a lot of evil either. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Let's go to Bob in Santa Rosa. Bob. Hey, Bob. Hello, Rob. Hi, Bob. Uh, listen, I'm, I've got a granddaughter, 22 years old. She goes to school and part-time works, so she doesn't qualify for an IRA. So I'd like to set up one for her, and my question to you is, do you think it would be better to do a regular or a Roth or both and or – and with that, well, Bob, you can't really set up an IRA for her. It's well, going to have to I'll, be I'll fund it. Let's put it that way. Okay. So what you're saying is she qualifies for an IRA because she has earned an income, but she doesn't have enough money to fund it. Right. Okay. And there is there, she doesn't get a match from the company or any of that, which is understandable, especially when you're doing part time. Right. So I, in, knowing that money grows over time, I want to get it going for her. So, Bob, you're a good grandfather. Oh, you bet I am. And and would you? Uh, would you suggest either a overall mutual fund or one of those target funds that, uh, you know, rebalances as your age goes? I think the target fund's not a bad idea because then she'll always be able to understand it. Okay. I think the uh, a total stock market fund and a total international fund, I, I would prefer you go that direction. Um, both are good solutions. So tell me a little bit more about your granddaughter. You, I mean, you must be wildly proud, 22 years old and in the, in the work market. That's pretty cool, right? Well, uh, yeah, she's uh, actually she works uh, part time for a lawyer group and uh, is going to school and living at home. And um, so I'm thinking that uh, when and my thought is to fund her IRA until she's in a job where she gets a match or is, you know, making enough to do it herself. You're a great grandfather. And, um, you know, best thing you could do, Bob, on top of this is talk to her about the stock market on occasion and say, you know, there's going to be rough times. Like 2000 to 2010, it wasn't glorious. But the 90s were, the 80s were, the 70s were. 60s, not so much. The 50s were, the 40s were, the 30s, not so much. And then uh, you just you just basically tell her, hey, that's six out of eight time periods in my lifetime, so don't give up. Always believe in this. I will. And in, my, in my particular case, I retired 10 years ago right at 99, Decided it'd be a good time to get some money in the market, and uh, that was not the best time. So. Nope. So that was a very, very bad time, in yes, fact. Yes, it was, but I'm still in it, and um, so I have no problem with it. Be a seller when others are buyers, and be a buyer when others are selling. So. And uh, by the way, I have been to your uh, one of your seminars. Actually, Chad was the one doing it. it was a retirement number. but uh, Yeah. I introduced him, right? Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Am I funnier in person or funnier on radio? Um, actually, uh, you, uh, I would say probably you're about balanced. Oh, okay. As far as your personal thing, uh, you didn't go into any stand-up humor, but you did, uh, you know, you did get them in. The other uh, thing I'd like to say is that as far as movies go, yeah, yeah. used cars. Used cars? Really? I think that's a vague one. Wasn't Robin Williams in that? Uh, no, no, no. It was, uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, that's right. And that was funny from beginning to end, huh? Okay, thanks for the call, Bob. Have a good holiday season. Right, thank you. And again, I think you are the grandfather of the year. I love what you're doing. That's a cool, cool thing. And if I had a 22-year-old granddaughter at a law firm, I'd say keep that work in the law firm because they make big bucks, and she'll meet a husband with big dollars. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.